everybody. Welcome to DBC Pod, episode four of Loki. What an amazing episode, Phil. Yes, definitely a big episode. Uh, cannot complain that things didn't happen. No, I mean, we, we, we were just chatting right before we hit record that this is an episode where, like, it was mostly dialogue. And I think those are the best episodes when Mobius and Loki are just going back and forth. Because, yeah. it, I mean, like, the action is fun. But, I, I mean, typically for, like, the, these Marvel movies, you want to see things, like, happening. Mm-hmm. And I, I guess the best way to tell a story when it's all time travel is to just sit down and listen. And that's what we got this episode. But a lot was revealed, which was really cool. Yeah. And I dig it. So, I've got, I don't know, I have, I, with the space in between, I have, like, 100 lines in my text editor of, of <laughs> notes. Uh, you said you did not take any notes your first viewing today. But you took them towards yeah. the end. So, how many pages do you have in my little like notebook? Compared? I have about six pages. I think five, six pages. Okay. I think compared to like episode two, you had like four pages. But yeah. Yes. But last episode, I only had like two. So definitely more, more this time than last. Yeah. So going into this episode, I was expecting like interesting things, right? So um, Hilson had a mention. There was on Scott Gustin quoted him on uh, Twitter earlier. Um, and I'll put that up now. Um, this series takes off in a new direction in episode four. Buckle up because we're going somewhere. I hope you don't see it coming. Uh, did you see it coming, Phil? I saw parts of it coming, <laughs> but okay. but other parts, no. No, I <laughs> definitely was shocked by a few things. Yeah, so let's get it. So the only way I could take notes, typically like when something big happens, I, I make note of it. And that's interesting mm-hmm. to kind of talk about. There was kind of so much going on. I just, my notes are basically a, um, you know, a guide to the episode. Like yeah. I just basically said, here's a summary. So I have like talking points that we can kind of talk through it. So let's start at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it starts off like, you know, we're getting ready. We got the trailer going, right? We, we, we had a midweek trailer. When did that come out on Monday? I think, I think so. Yeah. Getting us ready for tonight. And, uh, you know, Loki was fighting. Loki is rescued. There's nuclear explosions or something that looks like that. Ships drop out of the sky. And I think that the only thing we didn't get was the ship that was falling out of the sky from the trailer. Right. I, I think, don't think every so. other scene was in the trailer. It was in episode four. Um, so... In the grand scheme of things, it looks like that uh, episode three was more of a palate cleanser. What do you think? Well, it was, and, and to really introduce Sylvie and, and let us get to know her and sort of build up the relationship between Loki and Sylvie, because obviously that becomes the crux of sort of shifting everything, right? Is their mm-hmm. connection and their relationship. So you had to kind of get to know her and believe her as a believable character. And so I think that was the, the goal of episode three. But obviously, that was really just kind of setting the stage for everything going down in this episode. Yeah, I mean, if we take a look at the trailer and then, you know, you see a picture of it here. The um, I'm trying to fix our, our stream here. Bear with me just a second. Anyway, um, we got... We, we got a glance at a lot of action. And like we mm-hmm. said at the top, we, did, we, did, we didn't get a lot of that. So um, episode three or episode four starts. We start seeing where Sylvie gets pruned or apprehended. Yes. I, I like how she was playing like a little Viking ship. That was kind of cool. Yeah. And she was the uh, the Valkyrie defeating the dragon, yep. which was a nice touch. 
so I thought we were going to get a little bit of touch on Sylvie's background. We didn't get much at the beginning, right? We learned a little bit more later on. It was more, again, more dialogue. Uh, nothing, nothing surprising. It just kind of One goes of, to show, though, that like the TVA just shows up and kidnaps, you know, arrests a kid, right? Like, right. They, yeah. I mean, and they're like, like, "You're under arrest," and the kid's like, "What is going on?" Like, I mean, and they don't care. They're just like going through the whole process thing, the same process that Loki went through when he was arrested, and it didn't matter that she's like seven or whatever, you know. Yeah. So that was kind of like kind of stark and pretty severe what they did yeah exactly now one of the things i was kind of what i was wondering and this is one of the final questions of the episode is how does this little girl create a nexus event mm-hmm. right because she's just sitting there she's 10 9 i don't, I don't know yeah, how old she was but um she just doesn't have any you know infinity stones so she's not doing anything and, and i think we got an answer later on which we'll get to but what was kind of cool was renslayer was the agent that um, arrested her, grabbed her. So she was an agent before she was a judge, which kind of goes to the interest of like how everybody's talking about the the comic kind of connection where it's mostly like, um, you know, she's the girlfriend or lover of Kang and all this other stuff. So if she was kind of in on the whole thing, why is she just like a lowly agent? But maybe she wasn't. Maybe we'll learn differently later on. Who knows? Or she was just promoted or who knows. But yeah, something happened where she was was the hunter that went there and then later becomes a judge. Now, should we take any um, read into anything that the only people that have actual names in TVA are Mobius and Renslayer? Well, I think it just goes to show your your number, right? I mean, what we learn for clearly, we found out at the end of last episode is that everybody's a variant. So they come in and they're basically just given a number. We're not quite sure what those numbers mean. They usually start with a letter and then a number like C20 or B15 or whatever. Um, I think it just goes to show that they're, they've kind of stripped them of their humanity and uniqueness. But Mobius doesn't have a number, though. Right. And Renslater doesn't have a number. And those are the only two people, I think, in the TVA, other than the, the quote-unquote timekeepers, yeah. that have no I, – I'm just like – because that, that yeah, I mean, unless it's that – other than Mobius and Renslayer, we only know hunters, and maybe the hunters get numbers. And then maybe there are, are other agents like Mobius that have a name. I don't know. I, I guess we don't know enough of all yeah. the other people if everybody has numbers and stuff like that. So next, the, the episode goes to their the title intro, uh, which I love. And then you see Renslayer kind of coming out of a meeting with the timekeepers they're like oh the timekeepers work that's great it's the first glimpse right and we kind of get so there was something in that room we didn't even know if there was like anything for real but there there clearly are timekeepers in that room yeah Mm -hmm. yep so they have a conversation uh c20s mumble she says well c20 was just mumbling at the end blah 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 and uh we had to wipe her mind uh, scrambled her mind, I think was the word. That she said, yeah, she said her mind was scrambled and that she and she tells Mobius that she died because Mobius yeah. wants to talk to her and say, wait, what was going on? She was saying it was real. It was real. I, need, I think that might be important in trying to track down the variants. But Renslayer says you can't talk to her because she's she she died. Yep. So we're looking at a bunch of stuff and we're like, OK, so Mobius kind of thinks about that's kind of strange. I should be able to talk to her. Yeah. But anyway, we move on. Um you know, she goes and she walks away and says, we're all in danger. Yep. And what kind of, you know, we last left, I guess, two episodes ago where Sylvie just basically throws up the bomb and creates like 20 different Nexus events randomly yep. on the timeline, right? And we see the sacred timeline a couple times and they're not, it doesn't seem like anybody's panicking. So uh, yep. to me, it's like, did they just go and 
quickly just clean it all up, but it was not a big deal. It seems like that was only a distraction and not like a plan to create an actual multiverse. Yeah, it's a good point. It did seem when they showed that one screen, it looked like it was kind of back to the the line. So yeah, either they cleaned it up or, or at least they're pretending it's cleaned up or I don't know what happened. Uh, But yeah, yeah, that's an interesting point. We'll be back after a quick break. Hey, parents. Yeah, you. Are you looking for a podcast your kids will really love? Well, we made one just for you. And for us. As genuine, all-natural kids ourselves, we know what makes a fun and interesting podcast. So we decided to make it ourselves. Every show is packed with interviews, stories, and on-the-ground reporting. We have interviewed everyone from scientists to Grammy Award-winning musicians to NFL quarterbacks. Listen to Wild Interest wherever you get your podcasts. So I'm thinking like, you know, we've been or a lot of people have been speculating, okay, this is where the multiverse is born. There's just too much for the TVA to clean up. But apparently they've got 20 teams that can just go there, drop a bomb and bounce. and Everything's good. Right. So it's just I I guess it's just now it's just a distraction. It was maybe, yeah, I guess for her to get in there and try to get to the timekeepers. And then when that was stopped, they were able to kind of fix the issue. So now now the multiverse is not a thing yet. And we don't have enough to go around down that line of speculation. Um, So they go and then we have, uh, I think I believe it cuts to Loki and Sylvie sitting on uh, the death planet. Lamentous one. Yep. And... Got a brief conversation about her remembering Asgard. So now she knows that where she, we kind of get a little bit of sense of where she was from. She remembers. So she was actually a Loki. She wasn't just kind of, you know, a fake Loki or whatever. Mm-hmm. She was, you know, in Asgard or princess or whatever you want to call her. And um, she remembers everything. And she muttered something or said something that I thought was incredibly interesting. And it was basically, um, I wrote down here on a quote. Um, the universe wants to break free, so it manifests chaos in the form of, you know, the god of mischief, right? Yep. So I'm taking that as you don't need to have a nexus event that's like a, ca- a catastrophe or an infinity stone. It's the universe itself, to quote somebody amazing, finds a way. Right. Right. So, <laughs> um, you know, nature finds a way. And is the universe just spawning like nexus events just to try to break free? And the unnatural state of things is timekeepers keeping the sacred timeline. That's unnatural. Yeah. I mean, that's a good point. I mean, what they want to keep is to keep it straight. And, you know, they they symbolize by all the the wheels of tape that it's circular and that things Mm -hmm. can just go around and nothing changes. But it is that chaos that causes change, but more importantly, causes growth. In people and that if you go back to greek mythology that was loki's role was yep. to sort of create chaos and it it resulted in the heroes having to to kind of grow to become more than what they were and out of their kind of comfort zone and that's kind of what the if, if you don't have that you don't can have continual growth and evolution and the universe wants that but the time the tva is trying to prevent that from happening so maybe that's that's the way time kind of works itself out. It, it mm-hmm. creates multiple timelines, and only the strongest survive. Right? <laughs> or something, yeah, maybe. <laughs> I guess or something. I don't. I, I don't know. Um, I, I thought I thought it was interesting. She mentioned that she grew up at the ends of thousands of world, worlds. Yeah. That, I mean, like, I thought that was kind of interesting. Like, how tortured do you have to be as a 
entity, I'm not going to say as a person, but as an entity of, of like a Loki to be like, you just around misery and death and destruction your whole life. Right. I mean, that's got to warp you I, a little bit. I guess that maybe that's better why she's a better fighter than Loki. She's <laughs> and so many different things. So I guess that answers my question. Um, and, and I like how this is going to be a theme for the whole episode. Loki says, Lokis don't die or they, they lose, but they don't, do, uh, they don't die, but they survive. Right. And we've seen throughout the MCU where oh, Loki's dead. Um, you know, you know, even, even when Thanos crushed his neck, um, we have a whole show about Loki. Yeah. Loki's don't die, um, which is true because all of a sudden, um, Loki's and Goonies never die. <laughs> that's it. Exactly. Um, we, we, we see um, them kind of staring at each other a little bit. We see then in the TVA because they're monitoring for like, they're super monitoring for like um, Nexus events, right? They, yep. they, they have like a filter going on, just like your Amazon shopping list. <laughs> um, and they see something, a branch. And if you, if you notice, the branch is like almost straight up. Yeah. It's racing for that red line, which probably is foreshadowing what's actually going to happen towards the end. And the Lokis are falling in love with each other, which also becomes a, a bit of a conversation in this episode, which is really cool. Um, and then they get saved. I thought they were tricking each other. I was waiting for Loki to bring out that, oh, by the way, the pad's not broken. So yeah, really type of thing. And that didn't happen. And I'm okay with that. Um, so they, they get saved. They get uh, brought back in in front of the... Um, Red Slayer, and they're trying to figure him out, and they get punished behind a red door, which is just basically a time loop where they're getting tortured over and over again yep. from a bad memory. And I'm assuming that's pretty effective. I mean, I think that's better than any other prison where you just sit there by yourself with your thoughts. You're getting tortured endlessly. Yep. Um, so, um, but but by the way, so it's a punishment time loop, and then Mobius wants to work both Lokis off each other. Kind of basically just like any other cop that's arresting two people. Yep. And Red Slayer puts a stop to it. So I want to see if you picked up what I was thinking also. What what did you take from that scene, if anything? Well, the big thing I took when, and, and, this, and the punishment that Loki had was that Lady Sif, who you know we saw in the original Thor and Thor 1 and Thor 2, uh, is, is mad at him because she cut his hair, which is actually a, a an actual story in the, in Greek mythology, Loki cuts her hair. Um, So that was a nice little tie in there, but keeps having the same conversation over and over again. And he keeps telling her that no one will ever, you'll always be alone. No one will ever be Mm -hmm. with you. And I think that's kind of Loki's always his punishment is that he always feels like nobody, he's not worthy of like love. He's just, nobody likes him. So he has to look out for himself. But what we kind of find out was that he did find for lack of a better word, love, with Sylvie, right? And he learned he wasn't alone. There was other Lokis. He's not alone. And that kind of breaks the cycle, right? So the whole cycle was about somebody telling Loki he's alone, but he knows he's not alone now. And so I thought that was kind of kind of interesting and in that it sort of shows how Loki showed growth, you know, which is kind of what we've been, you know, the whole show of this is is having that chaos to form growth. And and he he found growth in this too. So that was sort of the the main thing I came out of, but um I, that, I mean, that's, that's a, that's a good take. I mean, I, I thought that too, but that was not my main take. Out okay. of this. So, and my mind is, mine is a lot simpler. I should have <laughs> probably took as much as you did from this. Um, but I picked, I saw like Mobius wants to go back to, um, he's, re- I, I think he's, he's feeling an internal trigger, like, cause apparently he's probably a detective or a police officer yeah. in his real life. Right. 
So it's his natural inclination and training to um, play both off each other, see where the gaps are in their stories. And Renslayer's just like, no, you cannot talk to the other Loki. Whether it's based off of maybe a previous experience with Mobius where he screwed up and he doesn't remember that because obviously there's a, a memory issue with Mobius. Mm-hmm. He keeps having to get wiped, I guess. Um, so I thought that was it. That was my main take because Mobius all of a sudden is kind of like, um, you know, kind of like bringing back old memories. So they're kind of, you're, yeah. I'm thinking, okay, things are going to happen. And, I, and, yeah. I, and it was the start to his kind of revolution in his brain. Yes. Um, so now we've got, there's the interrogation. Oh no, I guess I, I the, the last, last segment was uh, Rensselaer. Uh, somebody was we're talking about, you know, we've brought increased Titans and vampires. Yes. I like that little line in there. Yeah, uh, I guess a tease for 2024. Something like that. Yeah. So a little tease to that, I guess. Two or three years from now. Um, where are the vampires in this universe? That's what I want to know. Like, where are <laughs> they going to come from? Do, do we, is there anybody talking about that that I haven't seen anywhere? Is it no, I mean, everybody has anything? just because they know that Blade's coming, but that's about it. So yeah. I don't know if it's, there's not, that's plant. People think it's going to be one of the multiverses or what. I don't know, but they've definitely been laying low. <laughs> but, but they've brought them in. So yeah. that's, that's going to be interesting. I, I just, I kind of like that little, that little tidbit here. So, mm. Mobius and Loki then sit down and he's trying to interrogate him. There's a lot of lying going back and forth. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think, I think they both know that they're both lying to yeah. each other and nothing's kind of working except for when Mobius mentions that he uh, pruned Sylvie and you can actually see a look of devastation yeah. on um, Loki's face. Do you think this is where like a turn was for Mobius where he started kind of believing a little bit or was this? I think so because I mean, not to jump ahead, but it was after this scene was when he was then with in with Renslayer and he winds up uh, taking her, switching the devices. Um, Mm -hmm. Again, that's, that's jumping ahead, but I think it's because he's at least has some doubt. Right. And he knows something's up. He knows something happened with, with C20 and he's not, he, he just feels like he's not getting the full story from Renslayer. And so when, when, Loki tells him. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Let's back up a sec before we get to that, because there's two other points here. So as soon as Mobius brings Loki back out of the punishment, he's like, okay, so the TVA is lying to me. Yeah. He asks him again. So obviously this is something that um, he's been thinking about. Yeah. And he wants to get to the bottom of it. And then you have um, another point where it says, you know, this is a sick, twisted relationship that can really break reality. Yeah. So just them like, thinking about each other is creating nexus events. Yeah. Like just popping off chaos is popping off of chaos. I thought that was really cool. And then of course, at the end of the scene, Loki tells him the truth. He doesn't believe him. Goes him back into his memory loop prison. Or at least says he doesn't believe him. Of course. Right. Yeah, he yeah. says he doesn't believe him, but you know, he's now. He's because then that's when, when Loki's going in, he's saying you're the biggest liar because you're lying to yourself. Exactly. And I think that's a good point. Uh, B-15 shows up and she's obviously super upset. I had, forgotten that she got enchanted two episodes ago mm-hmm. and um her memory she remembered something and you can see that she's like super troubled like her whole life is like a lie right yeah and i think um, if i recall right she wasn't i don't think she was enchanted for as long or as a deep as c20 so that's probably why she's her mind wasn't screwed up right exactly wasn't as screwed up but she knows something happened yeah so red Slayer, like you mentioned red slayer and mobius meet each other it's kind of a precarious kind of conversation. Mm-hmm. He swaps the data pads and, you know, he's, he's complete revolutionary at this point because he tells her something feels off. Um, does a horrible job lying and yeah. kind of leaves the meeting like two drinks. That's it. And he's like, yeah, I'm just tired. And she's yeah. like, huh? 
that's not but here's here's the thing i i kind of picked up um did you pick this up too? Renslayer and Mobius or Renslayer at least has a thing for Mobius maybe. Yeah. There's definitely some sort of relationship there. So who knows what it is, but it's more than just colleagues, right. Or more than just that goes, that goes against the comics, right. Cause Renslayer is always in love with Kang, right. Or just, well, there's always a relationship with Kang. Sometimes in one part there, together in other parts, she's like enslaved to him. It's, It's a whole big thing, but yeah, I don't think there's any, in the comics, there's nothing between Renslayer and Mobius. Okay. So, I mean, that's it. I love how they change the comics. Oh, they yeah. Kind of loosely take the things and kind of make it better. Um, so, Mobius goes into Sylvie's room. She goes to the, what is it? The um, the Nexus event. Um, and she says, what is going on? I remember something uh, at the Rockscart. And she tell, and she's basically makes her head glow green yeah, and chance like, again or whatever yeah, and shows and she her. gets all emotional she's like oh, i had a life whatever and then she brings back b15's missing yep. right so um mobius now believes goes back to loki um and then they get they get they go in into the prison he's like okay you got to trust me let's go do something let's go let's go blow up the system yeah. Well, I think before that, just to, to note that he looked at, he used uh, Renslayer's data pad to kind of see what really did happen oh, right, to yes. C20. And he saw the uh, interrogation of her where she talked about how it was real and we're all variants. The TVA is all fake. And then he saw that Renslayer was part of that. And so I think right. that was. So the, I do have really, a note for this. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Good point. Here, here's, here's my comment on that. Um, does Renslayer know everything about the TVA? Does she know everybody's a variant or is she just super scared and she's like, oh my God, my reality is crumbling around me. I need to go fix it. I got to do my job. Yep. I, I don't know for sure. I think she knows. I think she okay. is aware of basically the whole charade. <laughs> um, but sure. she also knows that it's this is the scenario that she's in now and she's in power and mm-hmm. she kind of wants to keep it going. Um, I don't know if she thinks this because this is better than the life she left or what, but um, I think she, for the most part, maybe she doesn't know, you know, we're, we're getting to the very end. Maybe she doesn't know really what happened, but mm-hmm. I think she, she knows that the, every, they're all very, at least all the hunters and stuff are variants. I think she knows. That. Okay. I mean that, might, yes, I, I think she might, but uh, I mean, there was a look, right. There's a mm-hmm. look of like, you know, Oh snap, like I got to do something or yeah. like that might've been a look of, of, of fear. It could have been. Yeah, for sure. I, I don't know. Is it real? Because what happens is, okay, she confronts, they come out of um, Mobius and Loki come out of the time loop and mm-hmm. there she is with a bunch of guards and she talks, she looks, you know, sad, but firm and prunes Mobius. Yep. Boom. And they had a little bit of a dialogue. There's not much there. And uh, just that Mobius but, says that he knows they're all variants. Right. So he, right. So he, so you know, he she knows, knows he knows or whatever. And so he has, she has to prune him. Question. Do we see Mobius again or is this it for him? I mean, Based on what we saw later, I think he would come back. I think we'll find him. There's still two episodes. I can't imagine he's mm-hmm. not in them. Um, might be a little while. Might not be, you know, that he's right back a, right in the next episode. But I think before the end, he's back. Yeah. Um, I suspect, I mean, at, at this point, before we get to the last 10 minutes and the post credit scene, and if you're watching this or listening to this right now and you <laughs> missed the post credit screen. Pause this. post credit <laughs> screen. <laughs> Yep, there's going to be spoilers from here on out. Yeah. I mean, granted, it's it's literally five seconds long, but um, go back and, and, and watch it. Yeah. 
Um, I wish I had brought it up. I would have I would have played it on here, but I don't know if I could play Disney Plus stuff on YouTube. Oh, I don't know. Trouble. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, I probably could. I probably should have done that. That would have been good good production, Phil. Okay. Thanks, well, so, thanks so, for not making me do that. Well, we, we, we want to keep growing, right? It's the chaos yes. and the growth, so we'll have growth in the next time. Yes. So, um, uh, in, in any case, um, the so Mobius is gone. They bring both Sylvie and Loki, and they bring them into the Timekeepers, and mm. it's kind of nuts. They do not look anything like the statues that are all over. Not them. really, no, at all. And that's, I, I thought that was kind of funny. And uh, one of the other things that I thought was rather interesting was that. Um, there were other guards inside the room, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, here I am thinking like, it's like completely, you know, um, Wizard of the Odds stuff. You might hear something in a second. I'm going to bring up the final scene. I'm going to I'm going to play it. Okay. Um, and so there's a big fight scene and all of a sudden, like, it's just like everybody – you know, Sylvie, um, Red Slayer gets knocked out. All the other guards are either pruned or gone. And then the two confront the timekeepers and they're either laughing or they're kind of playing off one or the other, like, you know, yeah. okay. Well, and, know, and just to, to preface down. it, this was able to happen because B-15 showed up and took the restraints off Loki and Sylvie. Right, yes. And that, that, that enabled this whole thing to go down. Um, like you said, knocks everybody out and then they're alone talking to the timekeepers and all of a sudden one of the timekeepers, the, the center one appears a little bit troubled by this and seems to want to negotiate with Sylvie and says something to the effect of you're a child of the timekeepers and we can talk through this. And then she says, uh, no, we can't throws her sword at him and beheads yep. him. And the head comes rolling down and she's all ready to fight and what's going on. And then the other timekeepers all just kind of shut down. And then it becomes apparent that they're basically were audio animatronics. And it was the TVA equivalent of the hall of presidents. And, um, you know, it's clear that something larger is at play or what happens. They're just made like they're not real people that are doing this. Yeah. So it's literally the man behind the curtain. It is. It's literally wizard. But we don't see the wizard, right? We just right, see exactly. Yeah. It's but you know, like I don't think we were ever going to go see the wizard this early. We yeah. maybe get a glimpse of him at the end of this this yeah the series. We'll talk about that in a second. So Loki's pruned, Mobius pruned, and I'm thinking to myself at this point, pre post credit scene, that okay, well if Loki is gone, he's th- this main character is certainly not going to be gone for yeah. the last two episodes, right? Um, they're going to find a way to either bring him back. And I'm thinking Mobius is going to come back because maybe Loki will go find him in another part of the timeline or find him, you know, originally or something. So right now, um, we we don't we we're like we're I'm just thinking to myself like okay where's this going? This is a great end. It's a good cliffhanger. Yeah. I'm going to see if this this plays. Yeah. I have the post credit scene. I'm getting a very black screen. And it's not playing for me. Unfortunately, I have to figure out how that is. You can see the screen. <laughs> it's all black and the video is not playing whatsoever. You can see my mouse and everything. Okay, so we're not going to be able to do it. So anyway, the post credit scene, Phil was like, don't turn it off. Yeah. Wait. I'm like, I know there's... And just one note no, before we, we get to it. It does end, though, that because Red Slayer had woken up and that's why she 
she prunes Loki as he's about to sort of express his feelings to S- Sylvie, but Sylvie is then able to turn the tables and kind of has uh, uh, Renslayer, you know, captured basically and, and tells her, I want the answers. I want to know what's going on. And then yes, that's when it goes to, to me. and that's when it goes to the credits. That's interesting. I can't take a screenshot of Disney plus it goes blank. That is huh. super interesting. Like even in screen step, I'm we're doing, we're doing live production on this guy. I don't know if this is compelling. So talking about the, one uh, more thing. the wizard of Oz and seeing behind the curtain. Right, exactly. Um, okay. It doesn't even work. I can't even take a screenshot of that. I must, that's funny. Anyway. So we go to the postcard screen. It's Loki. He's lying on the ground. He's breathing heavy. And he's like, he says, is this hell? Am I dead? Am I dead? And then you hear a voice saying, not yet. You will be unless you come with us. And then it kind of pans up and there's three people staring down at him. And an alligator. And, a, <laughs> and, and an alligator. So it's a African-American Loki with a hammer. Um, I've seen that hammer before. It's kind of like a hammer, but it's got like the two like little kind of like darker kind of antler horns coming out yeah. the top of it um there's a child loki looks like he's like 13 years old or something else like that holding an alligator with loki horns, horns on it. Yep. and then uh old man loki with as you pointed out and i didn't pick this up um the original comic book costume on it yep all standing with um, a devastated new york city behind them yeah you can see the stark building or avengers tower on the right side decimated so it looks like New York got destroyed, whether it was from the Battle of New York from Avengers, which is an interesting parallel to this scene because the ending of Avengers is Loki on the ground looking up at the group of the Avengers all looking down at him. And now this scene is Loki on the ground looking up at the group of Lokis. So is Loki going to form his own like Loki Avengers? That's interesting. <laughs> I I did not I did not realize that. Did you get that? Did you figure that out on your own? I have to give you credit if you have. So funny. it looked familiar, um, the way he was looking up at them. But um, I have to give credit to Screen Crush, who showed the scenes side by side when I looked at it, and that made That's it such a good channel. Yeah, that uh, that made it very obvious. <laughs> it was like that looks familiar, and then you see there, like ah, yep, that's where it's from. So the question then becomes: If these generic weapons of the TVA are just pr- quote unquote pruning people, um. You would assume they work the same for everybody. Does now everybody that gets pruned get sent to somewhere? Yeah, is it somewhere? Or is it the same place? Special? Is it yeah? Or do they all go to their back to where they were, or the timeline they would have been in, or one of their timelines? Um, is Mobius riding a jet ski somewhere? Like I don't know what's going <laughs> on. Well, that's the thing. Now you give hope. Like everybody that gets like kind of pruned, do they go to like a purgatory? Do they go to like a you know, people think that this is all happening in the quantum realm. So they're somewhere else in the quantum yeah. realm, or in like a, like a garbage planet type yeah. thing, like in Ragnarok. I, I don't know. Um, so the opening scene of next week is going to be really interesting. We're going to find out, hopefully, where yeah. hopefully they're not going to do a thing where like we tease this and then there's a whole episode of not much be doing something <laughs> yeah. or whatever. And I, I hope that because there's only two episodes left, I yeah. hope they go like right for it and keep it going. You know, yeah. Don't slow down. Right. Okay, so prediction time, Phil. So that was the end of the episode. Um, I think that's got to be like the second best episode so far of the four. Okay. If I had to guess. I think probably the first one was good, and this is probably on par with the second episode. Obviously, the third episode no one liked. (laughs) 
Uh, what, what, do you, what do you think? Is, is, yeah, I mean, my initial reaction, it, it might be just because it's fresh in my mind, but I think it might be my favorite just with how much happened and how many, okay. you know, I think it advanced further than I thought we'd get at this point. And it kind of like threw me for a Good loop, point. especially with the uh, the timekeepers being, you know, audio animatronics, I think. I don't know. It just... Like, uh, it just really, and then I love a good post-credit scene. So I think that oh, always of course. that always gets it up a notch in my mind. So I'm intrigued. Yeah, we, now, one one of the things I said is like, okay, now the timekeepers need to be an attraction at Walt Disney World, and you of course came up with the perfect idea of them replacing the Hall of Presidents and with the I TVA. Wholeheartedly <laughs> agree with timekeeper animatronics kind of just kind of crashing down on all the presidents. Like it's not <laughs> real. This is our reality. Uh, what do you think? What do you think happens next? This prediction time. So, what, what do you think happens next? So, I do think Loki forms like these Loki Avengers, and they're like they've probably already formed some plan and saying, you know, we we need to get back or how we're going to handle this. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I assume that Sylvie's going to get some answers out of Renslayer, and we'll find out how you know our question earlier. How much does she really know? Um, and that'll kind of set things up, but. I assume we got to figure out, find out more about what's who really made the TVA, who made the timekeepers. I mean, in the comics, they were kind of made at the end of time to go back and just ensure that they it was kind of like just self-preservation and they, it was just mm-hmm. a loop. Um, so I don't know if we're going to they're going to start mentioning Kang the Conqueror. Or, you know, that's the big name that everyone's throwing out there um, to Mephisto. kind of set things up. Yeah. Well, will it be the Mephisto <laughs> or will it actually happen? I guess we'll see. Um, so I don't know. I mean, somehow it's got to get tied back together and, and Loki, I think with his Loki Avengers gets back to the TVA, but there's two episodes left, right? There's not just one. Usually in these, these Disney plus shows, the last episode is kind of gathering everybody together. Mm-hmm. And then the last episode is the big fight, but it seems like he already kind of has his crew. So I don't know if it's just building them up more, figuring out what happened to Mobius. And then they have the big fight in episode six. I don't know. I guess we'll find out. Yeah. I, I'm going to predict that Loki's going to be confused. He's going to figure something out and he's going to figure out where he is or when he is yeah. and uses that information to escape. Right. I don't think, mm-hmm. he, I don't think he's going to form anything. Okay. I think he's just going to do some information gathering and use, use these guys experience to say, Hey, this is how this place works. Oh, I know where I am. Maybe he finds an infinity stone or yeah. something. <laughs> And he escapes because he uses that to get back with Sylvie because obviously he's in love. Oh, yeah, yeah, to yeah. Get back Obviously, they, they get back together, yeah. So Sylvie is now – has Renslayer at, um, quote-unquote, gunpoint at this yeah. point. She wants – she we leave her and she says, you need to tell me everything. So I think we're going to get big hints on how much Renslayer knows. Yeah. Um, maybe she knows everything. Maybe she knows nothing. I, I don't. We don't know. But I think we're going to get a little bit of insight into her character, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Um. So what? What is? What is? What do you think Sylvie's motivation is now? She always wanted to destroy the timekeepers. Now, obviously, she destroyed them because the because they were you know machines. So yep. is she going to want to basically do the same thing? Like, okay, tell me who is really in charge, and she's going to say, I don't know. And this is where we're going to find out if Renslayer was scared of the yep. truth in that scene or she knows everything and it's going to be now coercion and yeah going forward so i think we're going to find out at least hints of that and then mm-hmm. maybe I, I would expect loki's escape it, like the whole episode is him finding out where he is which in turn gives us insight on how to hold the whole tva and timeline work right so we'll get like the kind of backwoods you know workings of everything i guess mm-hmm. and then um I don't think Sylvie's going to escape much. I think we might get a little hint of what she's finding out. And then the last episode is there. Loki escapes and they meet up and they find out more information and then they go for, you know, 
the shutdown of the whole TVA for real and probably failed because they're not going to take down this big, huge entity in a six episode non-movie thing on Disney plus. I guess so. And then we'll see where it leads. If it leads more directly into Dr. Strange and the multiverse of madness, or I don't know, I guess we'll find out. But I I think episode six is going to be really interesting to see what happens with it. What give me a chance. What, What do you think is the chance of the multiverse being created in the next two episodes? I think it's poor. I think it's high. I think it's, but it might be like in the last five minutes or something like that. And it's there, but they don't, we don't, we don't really know a lot about it, but I think I would be, I would be surprised if there isn't a multiverse by the end of it, but it might be at the very end. Okay. So TVA is destroyed. This Mm -hmm. is the last scene. Episode six, something happens. The, we don't see who's in charge. He, if it's Kang or what, maybe we get the name. I don't know. Um, that person flees. TVA is all alone. It's completely it gets completely destroyed. And in the chaos, Loki and Sylvie kiss. Cut to credits. Post episode scene is going to be a monitor that's slightly cracked in the rubble, and they're going to see the line go uh, past the the red line or something else yeah. like that. And that's I mean, where maybe. it ends. It could be that. Right? It could be that. Yeah. And we're like, oh, what happens next? And then. Do we find in in Ant Man and the Wasp? I don't I don't know, but um, it, it leads to it creates a conversation of buzz around the MCU that I think the people at Disney are going to love. Because Absolutely, create endless YouTube channels creating their <laughs> theories of where. Oh yeah, they'll be Selby. Yeah, what's what happens next, and what leads into this, and who's that? Or and, an, yeah, yeah. analyzing a glare of a window being edited. Out oh gosh, of, yeah. uh, a video <laughs> on, a, on a tweet. All right, we've gone super long. This is a classic Mandalorian Season 2 episode without me complaining. So um, we're going to end it here, guys. Uh, stay tuned for our weekly show this week. Hopefully we'll get it done on – we might not do it on a Sunday because of the 4th of July. Maybe we'll do it on the 5th anyway. So maybe okay. three Monday shows in a row. Um, see, see what's going on as far as our plans and everything else. That being said, guys, have a great week. Make sure you like and subscribe if you're watching on YouTube. If you're listening, head to our YouTube channel and subscribe and like please i know we're getting lots of more downloads than views on youtube so there's plenty of you out there that haven't liked our video so please go and do that tell your friends all that stuff sad (laughs) sad. yes share and like and all this other stuff again have a great night guys loki's awesome and can't wait for episode